0: Welcome to Red Leg Nation Radio, your home for discussion and analysis of Cincinnati
1: Reds baseball all year long. Now, here's your host, Chad Dotson. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Red Leg Nation Radio. This is episode number 311 of the World's Most Dangerous Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Dotson. With me this week, back from a long uh, trip away, finally glad to have you back, the godfather, Bill Lack. How are you, Bill? I'm fine. I've been out campaigning
0: for my, my mission to replace the current commissioner of baseball. I, I I think I am the obvious choice to be the new commissioner of baseball.
1: Well, I don't know that I would vote for you. I'll say, though, that I would. you're more qualified than Rob Manfred. That's, you wouldn't vote for me? No, gosh, no, no, no.
0: You don't think I could improve the game?
1: Uh, no, I don't, I don't know.
0: You don't think I could not ruin the game?
1: No, I think you probably ruin the game.
0: I'm hurt. I'm deeply <laughs> hurt.
1: We've never agreed on a single thing ever. Why would you think I would support you in a in a campaign to be the commissioner of baseball?
0: Because somebody has to get rip the job away
1: from this boob. Yeah, what's going on with Rob Manfred? I mean, it, it seems like it's too simple to say that uh, we have a commissioner who really doesn't like baseball. I think he's actually, here's my opinion on it. Rob Manfred is extremely popular with the people that uh, employ him, which are the owners. That's my opinion.
0: He must be. I mean, you know, otherwise, why would they put up with his nonsense? Um, But you, everything can't be about money because if it is sooner or later, that runs out.
1: Maybe it's a business. I don't know. I don't know,
0: you know, and, 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 you know, you read some of this stuff, you know, where they talk about his ideas and, you know, he's trying to, to grow the game and he's trying to, you know, make it exciting for young people and like that. And to me, I would be more, and I know this, you know, this is an old guy thing again, but I would be trying to educate people, the people that don't, that aren't big fans as to why it's such a great game the way it is.
1: But Rob Manfred doesn't know why it's a great game.
0: Apparently he doesn't. (laughs) He's one of those guys that's sitting there watching the game, tapping his foot.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Or or going woo. Easy now. Come on. Nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Love the woo. Love the
0: woo. No, we don't
1: love the woo. Love the woo. Let's talk about the Cincinnati Reds, shall we?
0: I would love to.
1: Let's do that. There's not a, really that much to talk about. We do have a number of viewer mail questions that will get us into some other topics around the Reds. Uh, but we'll start with just the, what minimal news there was this week. Position players reported to spring training this week. So, uh, you know, a lot of them were already there early. But uh, the rest of them were mandated to be there. They've taken their physicals. They've had their first full squad workout. And this weekend, first uh, first spring training game of the season. So the, uh, the Cactus League begins. Are you uh, ready for some... Actual, kind of actual baseball.
0: I will actually probably watch whatever is on. And I, now, normally during the season, I'm more of just a Reds watching guy. But you know, when you're when you're Jonesing for some baseball, you'll watch you know whatever MLB.com throws up on on or MLB ch- excuse me MLB channel throws up on the uh, on the old TV there. So uh, I, I'm hoping to see some good baseball this weekend.
1: So what you're telling me is that if I FaceTime you from my son's junior varsity baseball games, you'll, you'll watch it. Sure. It's baseball. Well, it's kind of baseball.
0: It's baseball.
1: If you, if you want to turn people off from baseball, you should uh, make them watch junior varsity baseball. Well, that's not nice. You're talking about your son there. Oh, he's great. He's the best player in the history of the world, and I'm not biased at all. Uh, but, you know, it's still junior varsity baseball. I mean, if I wanted to watch bad baseball, I'd watch the Reds. Wait a minute not anymore baby yeah not anymore that's right so on uh,
0: Tuesday Tuesday at 3.10 p.m. you can get your first look at the new Reds on television
1: yeah I think the uh I think the first uh first game is going to be on the radio um, if anyone actually listens on a radio anymore um, or it will be on your MLB app I guess but yeah we'll get some uh, some actual television coverage from Arizona and uh, I'm excited to uh, to see how they look and excited to see how things kind of shape up although a lot of the position players a lot of the spots on the roster we have a question about that later we'll get into it a lot of the spots are kind of already taken up so it's gonna be interesting mostly to see how David Bells going to kind of shift things around move players around and there's a lot of uh, a lot of excitement and anticipation to see how that all all that plays out now not a whole lot of other news. The one uh, one news, I guess, is kind of news. There's this rumor that the um, the Padres and the Red Sox were engaged in the in trade negotiations, and that the Reds were somehow discussed uh, as becoming a part of a three-team deal involving outfielder Nick Senzel. Um, and people went nuts with it. And uh, you know, I I read the reports and. Uh, One source said that the deal for Senzel would be a quote unquote long shot. I can't see anything that the Padres might have that would help the Reds this year that they'd be willing to part with. I I don't see
0: And there's the the key right there that they'd be willing to part with.
1: Right, yeah. So I don't have any idea how it. My guess is they were talking about a trade and some pieces didn't fit, so they called up the Reds and said, hey, can we, uh, you know. Is Senzel available? And the Reds probably, as they should with everybody that makes that call, say, so, well, yeah, it depends. You know, wait, what are you offering here? Um, and starting a negotiation, I guess. But it sounds like it was a little more than just that. So people kind of went nuts for one day. And um, it seems to me to be much ado about nothing. I'm not saying the Reds won't trade Senzel. I just don't see how it works in a trade with the uh, with the Padres and, and Red Sox. So, But that was news, I guess. Maybe. Kinda? Kind of? Kind of. I guess, I,
0: and you, don't you wonder how this stuff just kind of? I guess this is somebody in a front office somewhere that's trying to show off the reporter that they know something, you know, or that they're that they're important. I, I, I can't, I, I can't see any other reason that there that you would leak something like this when there's no substance to it at all. What, what's the advantage to anybody?
1: I, I don't know. I mean, really, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just the the state of uh, a. Sports media these days is, is in flux and there's no actual, there's like four people that break news and everybody else just kind of writes about what the news they break. So it's, 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 a weird thing about who's trying to leak, leak things. And I don't know. I just, the whole story just made no, very little sense to me. So, but most things uh, make very little sense to me because I'm not very smart.
0: I mean, you you and I have talked in, in, in a while back. We both kind of felt that there was still something else kind of – you felt like there was something else going to happen. Do you still feel that way?
1: Uh, I don't think so. Well, let I me mean, let me amend that. I'm not convinced there's anything substantial that's going to happen before opening day. Would not be at all surprised if there were something big that happened midseason around the trade deadline. But I just I think the Reds tried everything they could to upgrade from Freddie Galvis at shortstop and weren't able to do it, and, and there weren't a lot of options around there. And I think any of the discussion regarding Sinzel was in terms of a deal of getting a shortstop in here that's better than the one they, that they currently have. I so and there's those shortstops aren't going to be available right now. So I guess it's possible there could be some kind of big trade, but I don't see it. What What about you?
0: Uh, my my. Feeling has dissipated. I, I was I was pretty con- I had, I had convinced myself pretty well that that some other shoe had to drop before the season started. But as we've gotten closer to spring training and spring training started, I, I don't feel that way anymore. I, I you know the Reds have said that they're you know, they're kind of where they want to be and, and blah 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 blah. And you just don't feel like there's a whole lot going on now. You know that's not to say there isn't because God knows we've been surprised many times before when deals dropped out of you know out of nowhere. But it just doesn't it doesn't feel like it. And and I don't know whether you know we were kidding ourselves before or whether things have changed or what. Uh, But I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens.
1: Well, I mean, unless you can get an all-star somewhere that really upgrades everywhere, or you can get a shortstop that's better than Freddie Gallows, I'm not sure. There's not a lot of places that really someone that's really going to move the needle is going to be available right now. So I think they'll, right. they're they're going to ride with what they've got, and and I'm, you know, it's uh, it's a good or it's an above-average team that they have right now. We'll see how good they can be and how good they will be now. Sonny Gray, uh, the other news from the week: Sunny Gray threw twenty-five pitches for the first time. Uh, you know, he had bone chips removed from his right elbow uh, surgery last September, and uh, no problems. Threw well, evidently. And uh, one of the hitters he threw to is a live batting practice session uh, was uh, Shogo Akiyama. Have you heard of Shogo Akiyama? He's the man. <laughs> well, sort of. Yeah, sort of. I, I I can't tell you how excited I am to
0: watch this guy play.
1: Well, let me read uh, you a, a quote and let's see if you still think that because i i wonder and i'm probably reading way too much into this uh this quote but it, it makes me wonder whether he might have a slow it might take him a little while to get adjusted to the big leagues i think he is going to get adjusted i think he's going to get on base and i'm I'm like you i'm really happy to have this guy but um he hit against uh akiyama or against Sonny Gray. And Sonny Gray said, first of all, this was okay. It's early in camp, but you can tell when some guys get in the box, you want to lock it in and compete. You can see the look in his eyes. That's the first thing I look at when a hitter steps in. What do they give me here from a body language thing? You can tell he was locked in. That was good to see. Quick, quick hands. Skills are obviously there. I just wanted to see how he was as a competitor. Ah, that's just kind of nothing. Whatever. I mean, it's good. It's fine. But then uh, Akiyama spoke through an interpreter after that uh, live bat- batting practice session. He said this. I was able to learn a lot. I know he's a great pitcher for the organization. True. He taught me that a lot of pitchers raise their leg and try to change the timing for the batters. He said overall, a lot of Major League pitchers do that. I'm glad I was able to face him at the very beginning so I know what's coming. I think the adjustment to the Major Leagues may be, you know, it's not going to be just coming in and and putting up big numbers like he has has done in the past. There's going to be a learning curve there, as you would expect. Um, But I'm, I'm still overall extremely excited.
0: Yeah, and I'm not, you know, this, you know, I'm learning, blah, blah, blah. You know, part of that may just be trying to give something to the press too. You know, learning how to deal with the American press. Um, The thing, the the two things concern me, and one of them is the media, and one of them is fans. Uh, I think the guy's going to be good. I think he understands what his role on this team is, which is to get on base, and, and and my guess is also to play good defense in the outfield, but more so to, to to get on base. And if he struggles a little bit at the beginning, I'm concerned that fans aren't, are 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 not going to give this guy a chance to be as good as he can possibly be. Um, and the other thing that concerns me is the media. I keep, it drives me crazy seeing the comparisons to Ichiro. And there's been a lot of them
1: by and, people that know or just fans.
0: No, I'm talking about media.
1: I don't know about that. I, I I don't know that I've seen that, and I think it's a silly comparison. Well, I've seen
0: it two or three times.
1: That's setting the bar way too high.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, and they're talking about, and, and most of it was, you know, how how Ichiro was when he first came over, and some of it was quoting David Bell because he was playing in Seattle when Ichiro came over. And that you know that's just a crazy comparison. You know, let, let's let this guy be who he is, and 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 hopefully he's going to be as good as we as we think he's going to be. i I'm, I'm really excited to watch him play. I think he's going to be one of the better hitters on this team all, all the way around.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what he brings to the lineup, especially from an on-base standpoint. Um, only other... Which
0: is an area that they needed to improve, and honestly, with the guys that they signed, they aren't high on-base percentage guys.
1: No, Moustakas is not particularly. Uh, Castellanos is a little higher, but uh, not exactly Joey Votto. So getting a guy like... Akiyama, who that's his reputation. It's definitely worth taking a flyer on that guy for what they're paying him. Yep. Really the only other news of note this week, before we get into a few questions, uh, other than obviously the nonsense around Rob Manfred and the Astros and all that stuff. And we do have a question that we may get into a little bit of that, but uh, former red, Tony Fernandez uh, passed away this past week, only 57 years old. Uh, you know, evidently battled kidney problems for years and, uh, Tough, uh, tough break for a guy that he didn't play for the Reds for long, but uh, had a really nice uh, major league career—seventeen years, only one of those with the Reds—but uh, a really good uh, shortstop and then, then a third baseman later in his career. And that's kind of sad news. So, kudos, uh, Tony Fernandez. Rest in peace.
0: Yeah, um, I w- I went and looked when he, about his you know, the year he played. He played for the Reds in '94, which was a strike, which, which was the worst strike year ever. Um. And, and my memory of, of Fernandez playing for the Reds was that he really didn't want to play third base. Right. But he did, and he, and he played it pretty well, and, and he had a pretty good year for the Reds. And, they, and that was an interesting team because, you know, Larkin was on that team, and he was 30, and and uh, Reggie Sanders was 26, and, and Kevin Mitchell was on that team. And it, it was a pretty interesting team. Reho, <clears throat> and, and they finished first.
1: yeah for what for what good it did him
0: for all the good it did yeah um i noticed i was just looking at some different guys on there do you remember uh, a guy named kevin jarvis
1: oh yeah pitcher Mm -hmm. yeah yeah he was uh
0: and and i don't even know what made me look at this guy he was 24 when he pitched for the reds in in, in 94 he ended up he, he pitched in the big leagues for 12 years
1: yeah, he's one of those guys I had that convinced me he had a chance of being a really good pitcher. I didn't. I don't realize he pitched for twelve years though. Wow.
0: He pitched for twelve years and never had an ERA plus over a
1: hundred. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's pretty. How do you pitch in the big leagues for twelve years and never have a, a and never be above average?
1: Ah, uh, magic.
0: <laughs> and he's and he wasn't a left hander. That was the first thing I thought. Well, maybe he was a left hander. Yeah, no, I remember
1: nope. him. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Well, well, the Kevin thought that I just thought that was interesting, and, and and it's kind of divergent from what we were talking about, which was Tony Fernandez, and and it's a very very sad, and our you know thoughts and prayers go out to him and his family.
1: Absolutely, no question about it. So um, now that the Kevin Jarvis portion of the program has uh, concluded, I have one question for you before we get into some of the uh, viewer mail questions that'll give us get us uh, around some other Reds topics of the week, and that okay. is, uh, Bill. Um, you you kinda piqued my interest before we started recording here, uh something about a dream.
0: Yeah. And I don't know I don't I don't have dreams that I remember very often. And I don't think I've ever had a dream about the Reds that I remembered. But I had a dream about Sparky Anderson.
1: Okay. This uh this kind of fits your hashtag brand.
0: Yeah, it really does. But Sparky was talking about This 2020 Reds team, you know how come you know things are kind of fade in and out when you dream. But Sparky told me he says I really wish I could write a book about this team because they're really going to be fun to watch. They're really going to be good. Sparky told me that in my dream. So if you got money and you believe in dreams, go out and bet big money on the Reds this year.
1: The problem is he was talking about the 1975
0: Reds. No, he wasn't. He was very clear. He was talking about this team.
1: Well, there you go. So you know. Let's all head to Vegas.
0: There you go. That's my Sparky. And he was wearing. He was in. He, he was in uniform. Of course. The old He was in the seventies Reds uniform.
1: All right. Mortgage the house. Let's go. Put it on the Reds.
0: <laughs> sparky. I'm just saying. Yeah.
1: Sparky told me. You I'll just love call
0: it. me. Just call me. What was her, what was her name? Cleo or?
1: Oh, the uh, the TV psychic. psychic on,
0: yeah, the psychic on. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 not going to call you that. Uh. No. Thank you. Um, let's, uh, answer a few questions here before we get into the questions. The first group of questions are going to be from our, uh, friends at patreon.com slash red leg radio, where you too can support red leg nation radio. Um, two new members of the pirate ship this past week. I shouldn't call it the pirate ship. I say that cause we're, you know, kind of out here on our own, but it has the word pirate in it and we don't like that. Yeah. Name. We need
0: to come up with a, we need to we need come up with a better
1: different. name. We need something different. But anyway, uh, two new, uh, joined up with us this week and I just want to quickly thank them as much as I can because I really love all you folks that are supporting us at Patreon helping us do keep doing the things that we're doing and uh, I said last week in the last 12 months we've 62 episodes of the podcast for free in the free feed 62 episodes which is within the last 12 months that doesn't include the Patreon exclusive ones that we do occasionally and I really appreciate all you guys and gals and everybody that like that listens to the Red Leg Nation radio podcast. First, Kevin Jacobson. Kevin, man, thank you so much for uh, for joining the, the club here. And uh, you'll, you'll have your Slack invitation here soon to, to talk on, about the Reson, Our Slack channel. But Kevin Jacobson. You know, Kevin Jacobson, I'm thinking Kevin Jarvis now in my head. He's he's a pitcher, I guess, right? He's going to bounce around the league, but put together a pretty good career.
0: Yeah, I think he is. He, you know, he's a, he's a fourth, fifth starter guy, you yeah. know?
1: Hey, and that's hey. If you're a fourth-fifth starter, you get 12 years in the big leagues, bring it on. That's a real career. So Kevin, that, that, That's probably a pretty good pension, I would think. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Jacobson, thank you so much. Next, another Kevin this week, Kevin Lowe. What do you think about Kevin Lowe? Kevins
0: are wild today, huh?
1: They are. Um, here's what I think about when I think Kevin Lowe. I think about when I played Little League, and I hit one home run in Little League, and it was off a guy named uh, Doug Rowe. And so Kevin Lowe reminded me of Doug Rowe, but now that would have to mean Kevin was a uh, um, was a delinquent and uh, ended up getting sent to juvie a couple years later. So, but a really good little league pitcher. Instead, I'm going to go with Kevin Lowe as a closer.
0: I was thinking a catcher. Sound like a
1: catcher to catcher, me? Sure, I can see that. I can see that. All right, we'll go with catcher. We'll go big, with catcher. Big blocky,
0: big blocky guy, kind of built like you know uh, uh, Joe Oliver.
1: Somebody like that. Okay. I don't know what uh, Kevin Lowe looks like, but I appreciate him joining us. I still think he's a juvenile delinquent catcher. Um, Kevin, but we do thank them. We appreciate them supporting the podcast. Absolutely. So thank you to both of you. Let's answer some uh, some viewer mail. As always, these are actual letters from actual viewers. First from patreon.com slash redleg radio comes from Isaac Starcher. Isaac says, I know it would be a widely unpopular decision. But if the Reds cannot get a premier shortstop via trade, why not take a flyer on Addison Russell? They need a true shortstop on the bench at least. I live in Illinois. The Cubs fans here still love him. Uh, I've watched him play a lot. He has a lot of talent. And uh, uh, it would be ideal to have three former Cubs doing well for the Reds to give me some ammunition against the local Cub fans. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you for giving me the opportunity to listen to Reds talk in a sea of Cubby blue. Thanks for the question, Isaac. Here's my opinion um, on Addison Russell. You know, Addison Russell, of course, was uh, suspended for 40 games in 2018 and then the beginning of 2019 as a result of an investigation by MLB that he abused his wife. And I- I'm making, you know, I- I'm not in the business of making judgments about people based on I don't have complete information about it. Um, so I'm not going to say anything about Addison Russell as a person because I don't know. Um, I'll say this. I can't imagine any way possible the Reds would be willing, with all the goodwill right now in Cincinnati, they'd be willing to take the PR hit that they will take if they were to sign Addison Russell. Uh, Russell, of course, be 26 this year and, you know, had a four, uh, you know, three-and-a-half-war season, a four-win season at age 21 and 22. So, you know, he's not been as good since then. But, uh uh, some talent there i guess but i think there is zero chance the reds are gonna be willing to take the pr hit for uh bringing on addison russell even though from a baseball sense he might make sense for this team i just uh, I don't, from a business sense i don't see uh, that happening any thoughts on addison russell
0: other than that season that you're talking about the last two years there's partial seasons haven't been very good uh you know, I guess it depends on whether you believe he's that guy that had the really good year, where he, you know, where he would have made the All Star team, or whether he's a guy they've seen the last two years. In which case, he's not a whole lot better than Galvis. He's younger, and like you said, the 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 PR hit that they would take would be incredible.
1: Um, I think he's definitely better than Galvis. I mean, at his worst, he was a two win player, and that's a uh, Freddie Galvis is not not going to be that this year. But yeah, it's just. It's it's not it's just not worth Too it. Too much baggage. Yeah, absolutely not worth it. So no, Reds do not sign Addison Russell. Um, next question, and this one's uh, specifically for you, Bill. Comes from Matt LaCron. Man, that's a great name, by the way. LaCron. LaCron. I may be saying that wrong every time. Matt, let me know. LaCrone. I like that's what I'm going to say it from now on. Matt It says, how many Reds prospects has the Godfather chased off his lawn this year? What's the answer to that, There's Bill?
0: nobody. Nobody. There's nobody a bigger fan of the Reds' prospects than me, except maybe Doug Gray.
1: That's right. Uh, no, Bill is, is more excited about this Reds' team than I've seen him excited in a long, long time. I, uh, more enthusiastic than I am, even, I feel like. I'm usually the rah-rah guy. I feel like you're really, really ready to watch a team that has a chance to compete, Bill. Am I, am I miss, uh construing no
0: you're absolutely right i I, and you know i've been listening to the last few weeks and listening to you and i i I think you're looking for reasons to to find the dark side on this team you you're you're worrying about every what if i know. know what if this what if that you and you're talking yourself into i think you're trying to talk yourself into the worst possible scenario rather than which isn't like you usually you're you're not in such a negative Nancy.
1: This team has beaten me down, Bill. They have beaten me down. The most positive guy, generally. I'm just, ugh. So,
0: but, but I, I don't know where Matt got this in, bad, but, you know, I know I'm the, the grumpy old guy, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm I, you know, I'm the guy that made the road trip last year to watch Reds farm teams.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Matt's that's just, he, yeah, that's, it's just our running gag. Matt's trying to get in on it, so yep, thanks, thanks, for, okay. thanks for the question, Matt. Kyle Kapler.
0: the banana hammock thing last week.
1: <laughs> banana, you didn't like the banana hammock question from last week?
0: No, but, <laughs> no, no it was the answer. It was, a, it was farcing, and
1: uh, uh, if he's not
0: careful, I, I will take a picture of me in one of those, and I will send it
1: to him. <laughs> yeah, and that's not going to be good for anyone. Um, that wouldn't be
0: for anyone.
1: <laughs> if you ha- didn't listen to last week's episode, it was a complete disaster. It went off the rails very quickly. Chris Garber and I, it was just, I don't know, it just went completely off well, the when
0: rails. when you guys started talking about Charles Nelson Riley, you knew it wasn't going to go well.
1: <laughs> exactly, and it did. It went down from there. But you can listen to us talk about uh, Doug Gray shirtless and Bill in his banana hammock. Kyle Kapler asks at patreon.com slash redlegradio hash brown viewer mail, On a tier-based system, rate these three annoying Reds-related topics from most annoying, definitely annoying, and extremely annoying. Um, I'm not sure that rating system, Kyle. I'm not sure I understand it because, again, I'm not very smart. But here are the three annoying Reds-related topics. Joey Votto's contract, Pedro Strope's hat-wearing mechanics, and the Pete Rose slash Astro's cheating blah, blah, blah. Thank you and have a delightful day. Oh, thank you, Kyle. I will have a delightful day. Um. First of all, Joey Votto's contract, that is, to me, probably the most annoying of all. Just because we've heard it so many times. Every time somebody mentions Joey Votto, you got to hear, yeah, he's being paid $25 million for what? Uh, How is that still a thing? being
0: the best, best hitter in the history of the franchise.
1: Yeah. You know, I finally got went back and listened to Joey Votto's uh, talk with Jim Day on uh, the Jim Day podcast, and it's, it's worth a listen if you haven't listened yet. But uh, several times... Joey makes uh, joking references to uh, how much money he makes. And if you had something to do over, again, you know, what would you do? Oh, I'd try to make more money. And so, I mean, it's really, he's, that guy's just, he's funny. Uh, Pedro Strope's hat-wearing mechanics. You're anti-Pedro uh jaunty cap angle, I bet.
0: Well, actually, you know, the problem is, I don't want, you have to go to a special store to buy those hats where the bills aren't right in the front. <laughs>
1: I'm not sure you understand and, how how caps work, Bill.
0: And I don't want I don't want him to have to make all those trips to that special store to get that off-center bill on a hat. It's it, you know, it's a lot of wear and tear on 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 a, on a relief pitcher and I want him concentrating on the game. So that's my concern with the hat thing.
1: My biggest concern is I think that that the way he wears his cap should be mandatory for everyone and I'm upset that everyone else is not doing it.
0: Well, if you don't if everybody doesn't wear it the same way, then it's not really uniform,
1: is it? There you go. So everybody <laughs> needs to adopt Pedro Stropes. Uh,
0: but if if you watch um, if you've ever watched the TV series The Wire in one of the episodes, they discussed that special store where you buy those hats that aren't in the where the bills aren't exactly in the front.
1: Is that a McNulty uh, conversation?
0: No actually, it was Herc uh, and one of the corner
1: boys. There you go. What a show. Um, and the last one was the Pete Rose Astros cheating, all this uh, stuff going on. Obviously, you know, uh, every time something comes up with cheating or what, I'm sick. Of, I'm sick of the whole Pete Rose gambling and Astros cheating. I'm sick of the whole discussion, and that is the Astro stuff has dominated everything. Of course, Pete Rose has to stick his nose into it uh, because why wouldn't he? But um, yeah, I just I want to hear no more about any of that nonsense. I know everyone's upset about the Astros. I'm upset about it too. It's it's worse than I thought it was initially, but. What are you going to do? I don't care if you you're going to take away a trophy. Uh, it's it's past. It's done. I don't I don't understand why would there have to be, why there's so much Sturman and Drang about it right now. Um, any, do you have any thoughts on that?
0: I I'm with you. I'm tired of hearing about it, and and I don't think that that reach you know masticating it again and again and again and again and again is accomplishing anything I, you know, other than. Letting some players, you know, get you know get their venting out, you know, was it handled badly? All you know, the cheating was was awful, and then the way Major League Baseball handled it was awful. And but I don't know what they could have done differently. So you know, and at what point is it time to move on? I don't know.
1: Well, uh, you know, there are uh, column inches to fill or pixels to fill on the. The interwebs now so they're going to keep talking about it because players keep talking about it so i guess it is it continues to be news i'm just like oh, what are you gonna do you want to do you want that's uh let's ban all the players that did it okay whatever do whatever you're gonna do just, let's play baseball the reds are gonna well, be the other pretty thing good is,
0: and i didn't realize this till i heard it yesterday on mlb was was all of the players that admitted to it were given immunity by major okay. league baseball
1: yeah yeah
0: so what are you gonna you can't do anything to them
1: so what's the answer? Here? Well, well, and I think that's part of the complaint is that they, you know, baseball chose not to punish those people. Although the fact of the matter is, that's why you give somebody immunity. Uh, if if you don't, uh, they're not going to tell you about it, and they're the ones that had the information. So right, uh,
0: you, you know. yeah, they would. They never the the investigation never would have went anywhere if they hadn't gotten people to talk. Yeah, I mean, you, you know that you deal with that every day.
1: Well, unless we already talked about the wire. Huh? A little bit of wiretapping going on? Put a little wiretapping in go. the clubhouse, There See? you go. Figured it out. The real Todd father asks, what should be Shogo's walk up at Bat Music? No, Shogo who? Which, which Shogo's he talking about?
0: Mr. Mister Akiyama. Okay.
1: His initial thought was Mr. Roboto, so everyone could sing along while changing it to Thank You Very Much, Shogo Akiyama. Okay. But when I Googled it, they told me to ask Red Leg Nation Radio. So, what are your thoughts? I have I constantly, I've always said, everyone needs to pick a different Frank Sinatra song. Except for one player. Wayne Krynchicki can use uh, Bruce Springsteen. I don't, I don't care. You
0: know, I bet Bruce Springsteen lays awake at night just because you badmouth him so much.
1: I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. I hope he soothes himself <laughs> with stacks of $100 bills.
0: He, he lays in bed counting his money, worrying about... Yeah. I'm sure.
1: I'm sure. Well, you know... Whatever, man. It's just like whatever. your, it's just like your opinion, man. The real Todd father. Here's what I actually think is people need. To, that's enough of the at bat music, the walk up music.
0: Yeah, I I, I. I don't know. You know, I, I have, I have no answer to that question.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, everyone should have whatever Joey Votto chooses. Let's just go with that. So I, the answer is I don't have any witty uh, thoughts about it. I, I tried to think of something witty about Shogos I, walk up music and I couldn't uh, so uh, Mr. Robotos is as good as anything else we'll go with you Todd father. Who it, ha- it, you know it's,
0: it's it's good old it's uh, you know it sticks music and so that's not bad.
1: Uh, who has more hit by pitches this year? This question is from Derek Moser. Derek, who has more hit by pitches this year? Alex Bregman or Derek Dietrich in AAA? Um Derek Dietrich or Alex Bregman. I don't know. I, I think that uh, it's going to make players even more uh, upset when they're not allowed to throw at these Astros. So I, I bet they'll, they're going to try to cut that out. I mean, you've heard of the, the rule changes, all that stuff. But Derek, I'm going to have to give it to Derek Dietrich because that guy just, he has figured out a way. It's kind of like Jason LaRue back in the day. Just knew how to lean into a pitch and, and play it off uh, and get a, get an extra base there. So I'm going to go with Dietrich.
0: I, I would agree with you. Um and I heard you guys talking, you know, you and Chris talking, and the week before talking to Jason about the, the roster makeup. And I was looking around today, and Mark Sheldon has Dietrich making this team. Yeah. I, 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 if, if Suarez is anywhere close to healthy, I just don't see how he can.
1: Hey. Hey. We're, we got a question here in a moment about that, that'll allow us to get into that some. So, okay. So, so hold that thought. Uh, All right. Here's the dreaded uh, weekly Joe Farsing question. Lee May Getty Lee or Getty Watanabe, I guess. In other words, the big bopper Tom Sawyer or the donger. I just said the donger on red Lake nation radio. Uh, Lee May Getty Lee, who is, uh, rush that band rush. I don't know. Yes. I I don't know anything about rush. Don't care anything about rush. Don't care anything about Getty Lee one as he was born. Um, and Getty Watanabe, um, uh, sort of uh character actor i don't know don't know much about him he yeah was he was like, the
0: donger 16 candles and I, and uh
1: that's all i know him i think
0: he was he was also in that movie with uh, with michael keaton about the car industry wasn't it wasn't he in that also batman that same guy no not batman
1: <laughs> about the car I'm, well, I'm, it sounds I'm, fascinating I'm
0: about, your apologies to my best friend brett who's a big rush fan and but no i'm not either
1: uh, but hold on, I want to know more about this fascinating movie that was about the car industry. Oh, uh, what was it? Amazing. Michael Keaton? Come on, you know what I'm
0: talking about.
1: Is it that movie with Meryl Streep and a horse?
0: Uh, you're killing me. <laughs> what's what's the name of the movie, Jen,
1: come on, <laughs> You're a movie like guy. That sounds like the worst movie in the history of
0: movies. Michael, no, it was about... The, 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 Japanese company bought the the American plant. Hang on.
1: Oh yeah, boy, you're, you're you're really selling it well now.
0: I didn't say it was a good movie. I'm just <sighs> you're kill You are absolutely freaking killing me here.
1: Was it Sesame Street? Anyway. <sighs> hey, this guy was on ER too. That's what Tanabe.
0: Really?
1: Oh yeah. Mulan. Yeah, I have no idea. Mulan. Uh, he's he's in the new Mulan, I assume. No, I think he was in the uh, one of the voices in the. Uh, he original. was
0: a voice in the.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, come on.
0: Anyway, it's Lee May. I, I will. Pick, I will go for uh, Lee May.
1: Got to be Lee May.
0: Come because, on. And I will tell you why. I have a reason. What was Lee May's
1: number? Um, fourteen. Twenty-three. No, I'm pretty sure it was fourteen. No, I'm pretty sure it was 23. Okay.
0: And my wife's birthday is May 23rd. And? So Lee May 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 number 23 is the correct answer.
1: And your favorite athlete of all time. Come on. LeBron James. No. No. Um,
0: He's not even my favorite NBA player.
1: Of course not. It's obviously Malcolm Brogdon of the Indiana Pacers duh um, so Joe yet did yourself that time uh, and, and I say that now because well uh, we'll get to Joe again in a moment Andrew Scott Wills if you were can we, can we ban Joe no unfortunately I would like to his, his next okay. question is are my questions annoying amusing or both I would add another I would add another well no I may add neither they're just uh, maybe slightly annoying I tire of you Joe not really. I appreciate the creativity every single week. It's uh, and yeah, we appreciate the support. It's something dumb every week. And I love it um, because we love nothing more than talking about dumb stuff here on red leg nation radio. If you've listened for a, at least just like six seconds of any previous podcast, you'll already know that. Andrew Scott Wills asks, if you are a baseball, which red slugger of all time would you least like seeing to step into the batter's box? Hash Brown viewer mail. If you are a baseball, which red Slugger? I know who you're going to say, but which red slugger of all time would you least like to see step into the batter's box? My answer is Kevin Mitchell. Second- That's exactly what I was going to say. Really? Second yes. mention of Kevin Mitchell on today's podcast. I know. But, uh, yeah, Kevin Mitchell. That guy destroyed baseballs. I figured you were going to bring out a little bit of uh, Ted Klazowski.
0: I thought about him. But I... Uh, Mitchell just hit the snot out of the baseball.
1: I mean... He did. Can can we can we say snot on a family podcast?
0: Yes, we can.
1: Okay, I well,
0: just I just wished he'd played a little more.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, Dwight Kelly, have you wondered if Puig will be playing in Japan? Y'all see El Puig, I presume. He's already a sumo wrestler there this off season. I have not wondered if he will be playing in Japan. No, to answer your question, and neither has Bill. I'm going to answer that for him. Next question: What would each of you ask in return if you were challenged to a bona fide sumo match, and there's no getting out of the outfit either? Let me just tell you this. Here's what I would ask in return, nothing. That's called Tuesday night for me. See, the joke there, Bill, is that I do sumo wrestling on Tuesday nights at the local Y.
0: I bet you're cute in that outfit.
1: Well, you know, ain't nobody complaining. Kevin Jacobson asks, Kevin, welcome, Kevin. Did you have a sumo wrestling comment before we get to Kevin's question?
0: Sound you ever like a, wonder why they don't use sumo wrestlers for goalies in hockey?
1: No, I don't ever wonder that either. No.
0: I, 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 somebody was talking about that on a TV show or a movie or something one time, and I went, hmm, they could just block the whole goal. Well,
1: okay. <laughs> I can tell you're a big hockey fan, so I'm not going to engage in that discussion with you. Kevin Jacobson asks, uh, back-to-back questions from our new uh, subscribers, Kevin Jacobson and Kevin Lowe here. Kevin, when the Tread date. When the trade deadline rolls around this year, how far ahead or behind do the Reds need to be in order for you to A, stand pat with the current roster, B, make a big trade, dealing prospects for a win-now move, or C, trade away players to get assets for next year? Let's talk a little bit about this question because a lot of people ask this question, and I want to kind of frame it in terms of expectations for the season. Uh, let's say we get to the near the trade deadline. For the Reds to trade away players to get assets for next year, a couple things. First of all, they have to be completely out of the race. Everything has to have cratered already. At that point, they have to be almost mathematically eliminated. And the only players we're talking about trading at that point are guys like Bauer and De that are not you know, under contract for next year. You agree with that part of it, Bill?
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Now, um, stand pat with the current roster. My opinion is that they will not stand pat. Tr- they won't want to stand pat with the current roster. No matter where they are, uh, I agree. I, I think that if they're around five hundred, or if they're way out of, in front, I think they're going to be trying to improve the roster. I really, truly believe that at, at the trade deadline. Now, is that going to be a big trade where you deal prospects, like he's saying? Uh, I don't know. You know, maybe Francisco Lindor becomes available at the trade deadline. You make a big, a big move. Um, I could see that happening. Certainly, a lot more than, um, more than the chances of us getting him over this past offseason. So uh, I, I don't think the Reds are going to stand pat either way, Kevin. I really don't. Um, any, other, any comments about that, Bill, before we move on to the next one?
0: I, I, I don't – I agree with you. I think they're, you know, they're, they're going to be looking to improve. If, if they're within five games or closer, I think they'd be more apt to go more in for this year. If they're ten games or more, I think you'd be looking more at the, the assets for next year and beyond. The, you know the, that, that that's where I think in the, the games, you know, ahead or behind or that to answer that part of his question.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's any chance, any scenario under which they tear it down. You know, fire sale. Uh, no, you know, so it's, it's going to be a different trade deadline than we've ever really been accustomed to seeing in Cincinnati, certainly in the recent past. Kevin
0: probably, probably since uh, you know they they brought in uh, David. His name just ran out of my head. Uh, the, the left-handed pitcher, David Wells. Ah, oh, David Wells. Yeah. The deadline and and you know some other guys that, that that bucked the team up right at the trading deadline.
1: Juan uh, Guzman. Juan
0: Guzman. Yeah. yeah. So gung ho. That was the name of that movie.
1: <laughs> gung ho. I'm gonna go out to my local Blockbuster and uh, and rent that tonight, on VHS. Yeah. Kevin Lowe asks. I only recently discovered your book, The Big 50, the men in moments that made the Cincinnati Red. Sorry, Kevin, that's actually Chris Garber's book. Um, I'm excited to devour what I assume is its glorious content. Oh, you have no idea. It's amazing. But I also just had my first child. Congratulations. An adorable little girl named Lulu. It's a great name. Love it. Congratulations. Yes. He says, I'm calling her Sweet Lou and telling people that uh, she's named after Lou Pinella. What do you think about that? First of all, Bill, it's a bold move.
0: I, I think his wife's going to be putting knots on his head.
1: <laughs> I know, right? Um, what are you
0: doing with that skillet? Bum!
1: <laughs> my son's name is Casey Sean Dotson, and I used to tell people that he was named after Sean Casey, and I about got my wife about throttled me as well. Um, while this little girl's a dream, I currently don't have time to read your book. I'm sure you don't with a n- new child. Uh, my question is, will you read it to me, or at least sell me an audiobook version? we 've had that conversation a lot about the uh, is there gonna be an audiobook version and there's not one currently in the works but I tell everyone for the right price I'll call you on the, over the phone and, and read it to you I like, got no problem with that but you know it's gonna it's gonna cost you so are you, are
0: you the desperate problem, the, the problem with the idea of an audiobook, and I'm looking at your book even as we speak here
1: I, like, I appreciate you pretending that you own the book bill that actually means a lot to me
0: I do own the book you know I, it's not autographed but um, I do own the book. But you know what? If it was an audio book, you would miss out on so much of the great pictures that are in this book.
1: Yeah, that—that that was my contribution. Is that I said I didn't write any of the book, but I said we need pictures because I like books with pictures.
0: So well, uh, I knew you—I knew you didn't write it because I didn't read y'all in here anywhere.
1: A single tear just rolled down my cheek. <laughs> Listen, Bill, I'm not I can't a help
0: it you talk. I can't help it you talk funny
1: oh I don't talk funny the rest of you do Kevin, thank you for getting the book. You are going to enjoy it it is I you know again I'm b- completely biased but I think it's a, it's a lot of fun and when you finally get around to reading it when uh, when Sweet Lou is you know like nine or ten years old or 18, uh, I think you'll enjoy it and and the benefit of it is you know the way the Reds have been going lately there's nothing that's going to happen for the Reds that will make the book go out of date. There's certainly nothing since it came out that made it go out of date because, uh, you know, the Reds uh, haven't had any highlights lately. Nathan well, Connor, Kevin,
0: Kevin, every child likes to be read to at night. You could read your daughter, The Big 50, as a bedtime story, and you would also be training her to be a Reds fan at the same time. Mm-hmm.
1: And and giving her and, ammunition and, to be resentful about you when she's an adult. Isn't that what kids do? Well, they? they resent their parents nah, anyway? Not, no. Just, just my kids? Just yours. Oh, okay. I
0: think your kids got a pretty good
1: chin. Uh, I think if, we, if they ask them, they might say something different. Nathan Connor asks... Uh, and this is a good one. Uh, this is a really uh, a, an important question to me. I think I'm really interested to see. Well, I don't want to see what this happened, but if, if it happens, it'd be really interesting to see. the, the Right now, the, the good feelings around the club are, uh, you can feel them. Nathan says, excitement about the Reds is extremely high right now. A lot of new faces in the clubhouse. If this team gets off to a slow start, how do you think the fans respond if June rolls around and the Reds are under 500? What about the players' reaction? I don't, think, I don't know the players will have a reaction. They're pros. They'll keep going to work trying to win. But if the Reds are under 500 when June gets here, uh, that's going to be terrible news for the organization because people are going to be staying away from Great American Ballpark. They're going to be like, same old Reds, and uh, it's not going to justify the investment that ownership made into the uh, major league payroll this winter. Can you imagine what happens, what the response would be, Bill?
0: Oh, it'd be awful, and and all of the 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 faith and and credibility that have that this front o- this new front office has built up with ownership would be on extremely shaky ground. But I resent the premise of the question because we're going to be you know fifteen games over five hundred on June first and starting to roll. That's what I'm talking
1: about. <laughs> you know, uh, Chris Garber and I were talking a little bit you know even not even just june if if this team's not like 500 after 10 games or something if they get off to a start like they had last year uh, it's just or the year and the year before yeah it's just going to crater and uh, but now if they start out 7 and 3, 8 and 2, something like that, 162 and 0, then people are going to be really excited.
0: You can't win them all if you don't win the first one.
1: Uh, that's a fact. That's a fact. So uh, I think that's going to be really a, one of the, uh, the narrative, the, one of the narratives we'll be watching. What happens? Is this team going to get off to a good start? If they do get off to a good start, I think that excitement goes through the roof. I think a lot's of riding on the first month of the season. Kyle Kapler, if Eugenio Suarez was a Sesame Street character, which one would he be and why? If Eugenio Suarez... Again, that's the second time we've mentioned Sesame Street today. If he was a Sesame Street character... Which one would he be and why? Uh, snuffle up, I guess.
0: I, I'm not really, a I, I don't really know the Sesame Street. I'm, I'm I'm, I was a Muppet guy, but not really a Sesame Street guy.
1: Bill was a Muppet guy. <laughs> we just learned today that Bill was a Muppet guy.
0: When I, when I was in the Navy, that was one of the most popular television shows on the ship.
1: Uh, our American Fighting Forces. I love it. Yeah, actually, that show was back in the day was really, really. It was kind of edgy. And for, everybody,
0: everybody wanted to be on
1: it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All oh, the yeah. all the big stars. Um yep. I bet Sissy Spacek was on it. She was a big star. Sissy Spacek.
0: Where did you pull that from?
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> buddy, if I knew how my brain worked,
0: I know. So. I know what it was. It's because she's a coal miner's daughter, and and that's what that's what did it for you.
1: Truth of the matter is that Coal Miner's Daughter was filmed uh, right here in Wise County, Virginia. Um, really? It was, yes. Uh, Kyle, a better question is if Joey Votto were a Sesame Street character, he would obviously be. I mean, this is obvious, right? He'd, he'd be the count. Nobody works the count like Joey Votto. Huh? Huh? Oh, that's good.
0: That's pretty, that's pretty good. No, that's right. pretty good. I like that.
1: Now, now, Joe, I've already answered one of your questions. Actually, two of your questions. I'm not answering the next one because... While it is amusing and I'm giggling about it, this is a family podcast, and I don't think that I could say that without giggling in control. Yeah,
0: we don't need that one. We don't. We don't, we don't need that one.
1: Yeah, we're gonna pass on that one. Um, Rich Thompson recently Doug graded a story on Redleg Nation entitled "Which Red Spring Training Battle Is Most Intriguing?" Well, which one will be the most intriguing in your opinions, and why? Uh, and here's my opinion on that there are no intriguing spring training battles for the Cincinnati Reds right now. Really? The only battles are for the last reliever or the last and the last, uh, you know, the backup infielder or the fifth outfielder. And, you know, I can't get worked. I don't think any of them are that interesting. Do, do you see any kind of interesting actual battles for uh, positions on the Reds right now?
0: No, I, I think the most intriguing thing about this team is going to, is something that's going to evolve as the season goes along. And that's, How is David Bell going to get everyone – how is he going to use the multitude of of versatile players that he seems to have?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's not your traditional battles.
0: Right. It's not a battle, but I think that's the most intriguing thing. That's the thing that right now that I'm the most interested in in seeing unfold.
1: Yeah. Is uh, Blandino or Van Meter going to be back? Uh, Okay. You know, I like both those guys. I I don't mind having either of them. Is Aquino going to get that fifth outfitter spot? Is Philip Irving going to get it? yeah okay, whatever. Scott Schebler? You know, whatever. Do you uh, think there's any chance Schebler makes this team? Eh, if they injuries, perhaps, but that's about the only I way mean, I see it.
0: You know, I mean, let's assume everybody's healthy. No, there's no way. <laughs> yeah. Now, I heard you and Chris and and, and you and Jason talking about the, the last outfield spot. And, and, and I think you and Chris kind of disagreed, didn't you? Or did you flip – on on Irvin, than keeping Aquino instead of Irvin. Is I, that the way you ended up?
1: He wanted to keep uh, Irvin, I believe, and I wanted to keep Aquino.
0: Do you really think they'll let you know let Irvin walk when Aquino's got a, an option left? Uh, I'm but, not saying what they should do or anything like that. I just, do you think they would? would?
1: No, I think. And I think I said maybe I didn't say that, but uh, maybe it was just in my head. No, I mean I think Irvin has the inside edge, and that's the reason. But I don't. I think Aquino is a better player, and I so I, I want the best players in Cincinnati, as we talked about all last spring. Um, yeah, Irvin and Scherler are both out of options. So uh, you know, are they going to let both those guys walk? Yep. You need organizational depth. So I mean, you can make you can justify keeping Irvin over Aquino just based on that because you're going to need some organizational depth over the course of a season. But right, I, I just think, and I'm not going to scream about it if they keep Irvin over Aquino. I just I like Aquino better. I think Aquino makes the team better, even if just marginally.
0: Well, he's. A, I think he's a better defensive player. Um, Aquino. Yes.
1: Yeah, me too. Yeah.
0: And and I and I also he doesn't have dramatic splits.
1: Yeah, but he's it's a guy. He's going to be hitting against, uh, you know, left-handed pitching mostly.
0: Yeah, and, but but you know, but he he his his splits left and right aren't as dramatic as Irvin's are left to right.
1: I just so. I like the idea of, you know, your fifth outfitter being Aristides Aquino and having that bat on the bench ready to come off, uh, off the bench and, and hit a ball into the river at any time. So, But I like Urban too, whatever, you know. <laughs> Again, I, I think it probably will be Urban. I just don't think it should be Urban. But uh, it depends on what you mean by should be. By straight talent, it should not be. But, you know, you need organizational depth and you want to keep some of these guys right. around. And so, Again, I can't argue with that decision if that's what they do. Uh, Rich Thompson, one last question here from patreon.com slash radio. Besides being an MLB and Reds fan, I'm also a fan of college baseball since I work at a college university in the state of Virginia. Unfortunately, most of the recent NCAA Division I polls do not have a single Virginia college or university in the top 25. By the end of the season, do you foresee any Virginia colleges and universities breaking into the top 25 and qualifying for the NCAA regionals? Obviously, Rich. William and Mary, come on. Dumb question. Uh, let's answer a, a couple more here, and then we'll get out, to Bill. Uh, some questions from Twitter.com slash RedLegRadio, where you two can follow us and talk to us about the Reds all the time. Pietro's Wills asks, Here's an actual letter for Hashbrown Viewer Mail. How much does a Reds' success rely on the success of Shogo Akiyama? If he doesn't transition well to MLB, can they make up for it? Who'd be your second choice for the presumed leadoff spot? Um, I, I don't think that much depends on Akiyama's success. I think his success uh, really raises the, the expectations for the team a lot, but I think this can still be a really good team if he struggles, at least even initially, uh, even if just initially, uh, in his transition to MLB. Uh, I just The Reds have three other outfielders that I really like. <laughs> you know, If Akiyama is not quite what we hoped he would be, in Senzel, Winker, and uh, Castellanos. Cast- Nick Castellanos um castellanos castellanos i thought it was
0: castellanos
1: (laughs) that was filthy what you just said bill no that was a horribly filthy joke and i don't appreciate it on my podcast (sighs) that's not that's not the first time i've heard a frustrated sigh from bill lack Over the course of the last however long we've known uh, each other, exactly. Who'd be your second choice for presumed leadoff spot? Uh, for me, I'm probably uh, you know I like Votto in that spot. To be honest with you, right now in his career, um, probably Nick Senzel. I think um, of the available options, though I would probably say Senzel. You have who's your second choice? That's presuming uh, uh, Acquavella's first
0: choice. With you, it'd probably be Senzel. Do you see you've got Votto in the two hole?
1: Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. I, I don't know that's where he should be. I think that's where he's going to be. Uh, not, I think that's where he should be, actually, right now, until he shows me otherwise. Yep. So, boy, they got a lot of hitters this year to put into spots unlocked last year. Um,
0: it, yeah, it, and this could this could be a dangerous lineup if, if you know, plays do what could be. they perform the level that they're expected to. I don't want to say hope. <laughs> All
1: right. Go ahead and say, say, no, say, say it. No, I'm not going to say it. No, I'm not going to say it. Tyler Noonan asks... Hash Brown viewer mail question, with, all the, with the roster all but set, what are the chances we see a current player extended during spring training? Any particular candidates jump out at you? I'd love to see Lorendon locked up for the long haul, he says. Thank you for the question, Tyler. What do you think, Bill? you see any current players being extended? I think a guy like Luis Castillo is a guy that I would really be looking to sign. But, again, I'm not sure the Reds will do that for a pitcher. Um, he's the one that jumps out to me. Uh, I would have uh, I would have said Senzel if he'd had maybe a little bit better season last year. But, of course, maybe you can get him at a, a, a better rate right now. I don't know. I, he's a guy that I think is going to be an at least an average big league player and probably above average, and I would love to see him extended. Uh, at, at, if you could get him uh, like on a Suarez-type deal where you, for a lot of years at a reasonable price, man, I think – and I don't know that he would do that. I really don't. But I think you'd have to jump at that opportunity. Um, and if I'm him, I don't know that I would do it because – you got one chance to make uh, make some money, so get those dollar bills. Um, no one else I can really think of that in terms of an extension that would make a lot of sense. Uh, Freddie Galvis, I guess. No,
0: it has to be for less than he's making now. A <laughs> long time. Uh, but, but but the Senzel thing, you know, if you're the Reds, now's the time to try to get, get him to sign.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. You know, and, and he
0: did say this week that he would like to play here forever.
1: You know the thing about Nick Senzel that I have come to learn is Nixon Zell says the right thing every chance he gets, you know, he, he's a smart young man. He is. He doesn't, uh, you know, with all the nonsense with the, 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 not being called up on the roster and, uh, playing games with the service time. He never said anything other than, Hey, when I'm in Louisville, I want to help the Louisville bats win games. When I'm in Cincinnati, I want to help the Cincinnati reds win games. Uh, you know, uh, maybe cliche occasionally as uh, athletes do, but you got to say, he's been pretty savvy because, um, he's not made a misstep yet. I just hope he has some success on the field this year in the big leagues. I think people are going to fall in love with that kid. Uh, last question. You, wait Go a ahead. Minute.
0: Go wait ahead. A minute. Wait, a, wait a minute. Goodness gracious. When, when, you, were, when you were talking to Sinzel, yes, did you did you broach the, the Chris Bryant lawsuit and, and those issues with him?
1: I did. He didn't take the bait. Didn't he? Nope. You'll see my answer in an upcoming uh, issue of Cincinnati Magazine
0: around opening day. I cannot wait to read the article my friend.
1: Well, I hope it uh lives up to its advanced billing, but uh yeah, I got into it and I tried I tried to get him to talk about it and he just he was not taking the bait at all. Um and he knows my opinion on on all of that uh, about the way he was treated, but it was a you know a sympathetic ear that he could have said it to, but nope. Um Well, that's the other thing though, you know, when you talked to him, was
0: it before or after the the Bryant thing was set was was ruled on? Before. Okay.
1: So, and I don't know. It's it, those are not per, a perfect comparison. Those two about the uh, in terms of the way it happened, the Reds had plausible deniability because of the injury they end up sustaining. But yeah. come on, get out of town with that nonsense. All right. Last question comes from our buddy Rob Chapman at Rob Chap 17, Of course, for Chris Sabo. That's what I'm saying. What's the non-pitching playing time for Michael Lorenzen look like now with all the other outfielders? Hash Brown viewer mail. The non-pitching playing time for Lorenzen with all the other outfielders. Uh, not sure how it makes a lot of sense to play much in the field. I think he'll pinch hit a lot. Do think? Uh, I don't
0: understand. I don't understand the, uh, the pitching position player rule well enough yet. Um, I think he may—he still might be their best defensive center fielder. Uh, so you might use him late in the game, possibly. Um,
1: but I could see him as a defensive you know. replacement if you have Akiyama out there, maybe late in the game. I don't know that he's better than Senzel at this point, but yeah, I just—I don't see it. I think you're right, Rob. There's a lot of good other outfielders going to get a lot of playing time in the field, and Lorenzen I think will pinch hit a good bit. But I can't. I see him pinch running. Can't see him playing a, yeah. a, a lot of defense. I just don't know how it fits in. But maybe you will. You know. Yeah. Maybe. For, maybe put him in left field for Jesse Winker at the end of a game or something like that. You know. I can. Yeah. I can see that type of thing one inning, occasionally.
0: So. I, yeah. I could, You're talking about pinch. I could see him pinch hitting for Winker.
1: Um. Yeah. Sure. Left-handed reliever comes in. Yep. I could see that.
0: And 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 I cannot state again how much I hate the three batter rule.
1: Um, well, you can state it again, and you probably will. I hope you do. I like listening to you talk about stuff Uh you hate. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, Bill, I I, I don't think I don't think it helps. I don't think it improves the game.
1: Yeah, you know, I am not against change. Um, I think every other sport changes. You watched the All-Star Game of the NBA this week, and if you, if you got the chance to see it, you saw that the change in that format was fantastic. It turned a dumb exhibition into a really fun game. Uh, I'm not against changes. The NBA makes changes all the time. The NFL makes changes all the time. Sometimes you got to do that. Change for change's sake or something like that, that I'm not sure what the, even the, they're trying to fix with that. Uh, you know, It's going to cut down a little bit on the time of games. Uh, okay, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Um, I just—it's it, sort of a fundamental change that I don't really understand either. So I don't can't say I hate it, but I don't—I don't understand it, and I, I don't love it. I, you know, if they want to enforce a pitch clock or make you stay in the batter's box when you get into the batter's that box, that would
0: speed the game up a lot more.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I—I I would uh, sign up for that. I don't have a problem with that. That's not a fundamental change in the game. But heck, I wouldn't be uh, opposed if there's some kind of a fundamental change, a change in the height of the mound or something like that. That. Caused more balls to be put into play. It makes a it more interesting game when more balls are put into play. I wouldn't mind some kind of even a, a real fundamental change like that. They've done it before, so I don't know. Baseball, yes, baseball can be fixed, um, but it's a pretty good game as it is as well. So, any final thoughts, Bill Lack? Like... No?
0: Mm, no. Baseball games start this weekend.
1: Yeah, finally, we get a chance to watch this new look Reds team. Bill and, uh, and I are Red Leg Nation Radio. This is episode number 311. You can uh, subscribe to this podcast wherever you find you got, Everybody's got a podcast app on their phone these days. Search for us. We'll be there. All the uh, places you get your podcast, Red Leg Nation Radio, is there. Um, you can also find us at Twitter at Red Leg Radio and then at RedLegNation.com where we're following the Reds and have been every single day since 2005. This was a fun one for Bill Lack and Kevin Jarvis.